you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Hey, everybody, it's me, Dustin. And I want you guys to know sincerely from my heart that this episode of The Friend Zone has been brought to you by Bevel, which is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly, nappy hair and sensitive-ass skin. You can take advantage of this situation that may be a disadvantage normally. And today you can take advantage of it by going to GetBevel.com and entering code FRIENDZONEFREE and getting the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. That's right. All you have to do is go to G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com and use code FRIENDZONEFREE at checkout to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. Start shaving smarter today at GetBevel.com. Get your thing on and you can have a beautiful, shiny, bald head like I do myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the show. Here we go. We starting to faster. Everybody know that I am the master. I can rap like a master blaster and I, in fact, am so fantastic. That's a new word, something that you ain't never heard. If they garbage, put them on the curb. I don't care, but that's the word. What you heard? Welcome to the friend zone. This is what we do and we wear cologne. Always smelling good, even if it was on last night, because we had a long night to fight. Uh, That's right. Pull up the thighs, open them up. It's nice and wide. Now we talk nasty, because we just trashy and we make it this much classy. Uh. It's trippy. <laughs> it's trippy. That little noise was like you inspired. Sound like a broken man. No, because <laughs> I did my job because I was gonna say that that was inspired by uh, some cut. <laughs> oh no, uh, yep, some cut. Right. Give That's what Azalea Banks thinks she be and doing. I'll I'll come. I'll follow that ass <laughs> in the mall. You gotta know. I'm let you jump on my ball. <laughs> College, we used to play that song every day. Cause my 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 roommates were from DC, and they played the hell out of. Okay, but so if you know me, you know why. You know what my favorite part of that song is, like like as a whole. What? Oh no! It's the nigga singing in the back doing the falsetto. <laughs> call. Oh yeah, yeah. In the mall. Mm-hmm. My balls. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you fucking oh, kidding? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it, man. Classic. So into Woo. it. It is a classic. 
It's so funny how those songs that back that ass up, those are the classics that our parents like would listen to Maze and Frankie Beverly or, you and know, like what our, you know, like Funkadelic. <laughs> and that's our shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But why, listen, back that ass up is the new I Will Always Love You. I don't give a damn what nobody got to say. Iconic songs etched in history. Okay. But listen, I will tell you, I did have a moment and then we're going to start the show. I did have a moment where I felt old the other day. Mm-hmm. They were set. They sampled the TLC song. Who's oh Zendaya? Mm-hmm. Zendaya. Mm-hmm. They sampled, sampling our songs. Yo, we're officially old. I, I think I heard that. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit! And then it was not that. And then it was something new. Wait. You had to put it back in your pocket. It did. Speaking <laughs> of, right I, did up. you guys watch the organized noise? Um, documentary. I heard about mm-hmm. it, but I did not watch it. I the heard it was fantastic. From yeah. Outcast, yeah. and mm-hmm. they wrote "Waterfall" by mm-hmm. TLC, yeah. and that blew my mind. Hearing them, like how they created it. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, please watch "Organized Noise" documentary. Some friend gave y'all homework my, this week, right? That's yep. the homework. It was mind blowing to see homework. them talking about all the music they created that we love, and just seeing how it came to be. Like they were like, you know, we put this note, yeah. and then he came in with the hook. I was, I'm amazed by stuff like I that. Am too. That's why I gotta watch that. They were just jamming. But definitely check that out. Anyway, let's get mm-hmm. to the show. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right, okay. We didn't forget. We did not. To shout say. out to Bevel, man. Where to Bevel? We were doing these ads and shit, but I really hope y'all are really clicking the links and going to getbevel.com and doing that because yes. it really works. And it that does. is literally what I used to shave my head. And support black business. Yeah, when absolutely. I get, when I get my bevel trimmer, I'm making sure to take that to the barber too and be like, oh, can you trim me up with my bevel trimmer? I'm ready for the women's line. I'm going to use mine for my pubes. <laughs> That's that what I plan so on using my bevel up. trimmer for. I'm just saying. I don't really need it for shit else. You know, I use the razor for my face. The black bottom yeah. line. Yeah, I'm use, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> everybody know that line. You know that line between your... You know, everybody know about that line. Fran is literally. I walk the line. I wish there was a camera. Because, you're mine. because Fran is literally doubled I over. The line. She's pushing the mic away. Doubled over. Some is doubled over that line, too. Think about it. Oh my God. Because you're mine. This you got one of them razor bumps, you know, like that doubled over. Yeah. I'm just telling you, you know, I don't have them nice and tight. But now it's not going to look like I went to the barber shop. That's the worst. Word to everybody. When it looks okay? like your 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 pubic hair should not look like you don't like when it's perfectly lined up. It shouldn't look up. like look, the state of, of, <laughs> of, of Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like oh it should be. God, it shouldn't be crispy. Too. Don't line it up. Just trim it down a little bit. That's all you got to do. Don't I agree with it. that. Don't nobody want to look down there and see a boosie fade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your pubic hair look like Ayanla's haircut and shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to see. That shit ain't sexy. And I'm going to tell you something else. Stop dyeing your pubic hair. That shit ain't sexy what? either. Y'all seen that shit? No. The carpet matching the drapes. You ain't never seen that? Who the carpet you? matching oh, the drapes. What? Like, that's okay, not cute. Okay, Some okay, people have okay. a lightning bolt, <laughs> racing stripes, all that shit. That's not sexy. I ain't never ain't nothing seen that sexy. In my life. That's trying. If doing too much it ain't sexy in mm-hmm. real life, like, what the fuck make you think it's sexy mm. in your drawers? Don't do too much. Like, just Ooh. keep it clean. You know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Don't tip the scales all the goddamn time. Well, just to rewind before the rewind, welcome to the friend zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, all right. Welcome to the friend zone, everybody. The show that focuses because on well-being. We was going. It was about to get This is gone. well-being, right? This, this, well-being. This, does, this does fall under that, that umbrella. Was, that was Dustin's wellness segment. Hell, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, well. 
Ooh, I hate y'all so much. Oh, y'all yes. This is going to be a good one. Yes, it is. Or a bad one in the right. Re- Whoa. And stomach hair, too. Sorry. One more thing, because Fran said on my stomach and I thought about it. Stop cutting a strip in the middle of your stomach hair. Like, talking about that's your happy trail. If you have hair on your abdomen, just let it lay. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let it lay. Don't cut it in a stripe going down. That shit is not sexy. You look Foolish! You look like a stick figure or something. Like, don't I hate it? But if go you, ahead. If I'm you sorry. do have that and you want to be empowered, send Dustin pictures that look good. <laughs> if you are, and if you snap, also want to add Dustin getting blocked to that list of accolades, <laughs> go on and do it because you'll be empowered and having it and blocked. That's what I got to do go to get ahead. you to block me. Send you pictures of people. With I their... still wouldn't block you. I'm a, I'm a pin you. I'll pin every tweet you send me. That bullshit. <laughs> Thank Everybody God knows how can't. filthy you are. Thank God you yep. can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, did we do the intro yet? <laughs> yeah. Hey. All right. Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look at all things well-being, mental health, mental hygiene, because who in the hell wants a musty or meticulously groomed pubic patch of a brain? Oh, my God. Because that can get musty, too. That's another thing. That can get musty down there, too. Godly. I smell like you you just picked up a game on the court and shit. You guys are in for a show today. I I can't take it it. already. I already cannot and don't know if I should. So, hey, everybody. Hey, so last week. Hey, it's for horses. I used to say that to get on people's nerves. People always say that. I find it so annoying. Still to this day? Yes. I say it sometimes at the word. <laughs> hey, is it my name? I can. Go ahead, friend. Go so ahead, last friend. week, mm-hmm. we discussed the sanctity of marriage. And a lot of people are in an uproar. <laughs> no, actually, we got, a, I'd say, mixed messages. A lot of them were angry. Usually a lot of married women. And then a lot of them were actually pretty um, inspiring, I'd say. And a lot of people agreed with us, too. <laughs> We're like, right. no marriage for me either. Hell, even people in marriages was kind of agreeing with us. You and know, some of did them, you see those comments? Oh, I, was I was like, wow. I was looking at them. I was like, what the Shout out to them niggas that sent us that note about getting divorced. They said they listened to the show and filed for divorce. <gasps> Stop I'm just it. playing. <laughs> oh I'm just God, playing. <laughs> I was about to be so awful. <laughs> that would have been my comment of the week, for show. <laughs> Talk about okay. that. That was a good one. I was sitting here like, damn. Right. So Talk let about us, something resonating Savage, savage-ass show. <laughs> so for the recap this week... We dug into the SoundCloud comments, emails, and tweets. So, fellas, what did you pull up that um, stuck out to you? I want to give a shout out to uh, the Twitter user Summer in Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. The, her, her, her at is at Summer, the letter N, and Cinnamon. So, Summer in Cinnamon, shout out to you. She said, when look at Dustin said his last meal would be a red velvet edible and some champagne. I thought so decadent. A nigga could use that right now. She real, dog. She real. She real, man. I'm telling you, she real. So shout out to you, um, Summer and Cinema. I'm finna tweet your ass right now. I'm finna tweet your ass right now. What about you, Asante? Mm -hmm. So this one actually comes from Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Her name is Nicole. Um, (laughs) I was listening to your episode about marriage and y'all are cracking me up. I've been married for seven years and yes, my husband gets on my nerves sometimes. However, he is truly my best friend. The problem with marriage and my relationship is that you have to be honest, willing to communicate and willing to listen and respect feelings. Every time there is an issue within a marriage or relationship, it is because one of those things are not being done. The hardest thing for my relationship right now is that we are in a stage where we are each other. And she actually wrote some more. And I'm just going to skip down to the last. Nicole, you know I love you, girl. So this is the part that really re- uh, resonated me with me. Um, we're still able to communicate, respect, even if it sounds dumb, respect feelings because uh, they are feelings, and be honest. Don't let me find out later because that means you are manipulating my actions by not being honest. 
Mm. And in mm. in my own personal life, I had to admit to someone that I have a problem <clears throat> with being honest. Like sometimes it's like a fight or flight reflex. And I'll just full on say, all right, I just got to say it all right now. And like it's like word bombing and just say the entire truth. And this is before a lie comes out. It's just that, you know, when you're dealing with, should I tell the truth or should I lie? I normally go with just tell the truth and it can be wrong as fuck sometimes. But that's how I know I'm going to find me somebody. Maybe not necessarily to marry. With but marriage, who but somebody with that, yeah, exactly. And I think the major key, you know, don't DJ Khaled, <laughs> is that there is something for everybody. Like there's a school for everybody. There's a a, a situation type of for everybody, and that does not mean that we all have to do it. Like there might be a college out there for me that I just didn't go to, but I just didn't go to college. So there might be somebody out there that is supposed to be my husband that I'm supposed to marry, and I just might not get married. So I might not even marry them. Right. So just you know. Apples and oranges for those of you out there that just think that we not fucking with marriage or that I'm not. I agree because I think being jaded is a word I saw a lot. But because someone doesn't want to get married doesn't necessarily mean they're jaded. I do agree that, especially, and I can only speak for myself, I have a very limited view of marriage because of the people around me. So I'm the main one to stand up and admit that. Right. Um, Because... Aside from my own family, like I said, the people around me, but also the people I look up to, like Osho and Einstein and just people that I've Trina. studied. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Trina make a lot mm-hmm. of sense about marriage, but we get, that's another conversation people, for another time. People Go ahead, I friend. look up to felt that it just wasn't a real thing. So the combination of what I experienced and people I looked up to, not saying that it created what I think but it definitely had me rethink what I've been taught about marriage which is why I question it just like I question everything yeah so like but I also said just because I haven't witnessed it doesn't mean it's not possible and that's my way of admitting that I am very limited in my view of it but I'm also understanding that it could very well exist what if we go to Vegas and you marry me friend oh my god that'd be so that'd be a flip Okay, but Plot don't twist. don't make me sign no annulment. I mean, no, because uh, you don't want the money, so don't make me sign nothing. Prina, Prina, right? That one. You are funny. I'm he not said doing that it. one. So he's telling you right now he won't have. You just want me for my money. Or no, something? but if it, and that's the thing. I don't want you just for your money, and that's why I don't want to see that paper. Because <laughs> if I leave you, I'm just leaving with my shit anyway. I hear that. I don't want to say friend took care of me for the rest of unless you just generous. I'm like I loved him, so I will give him some. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not trying to take your money. You are so like, funny. <laughs> what did you find? <laughs> Why am I here talking about marrying your ass? What did you we find? We love each other. We do. Um, okay, so Red Rob- Red Robin Yum on SoundCloud. Now, this one's a little bit long, but I like it because she gave us the flip side, but, which you okay. know me. I like perspective. Shout out to Red Robin Yum. Right. I don't even want to know why. <laughs> and I'll I don't. Leave it fine. I'll right, leave it. the backstory because I Robin, see your face. You won this week. So Robin says, I used to think good marriages were possible. My husband and I were great communicators we traveled together grew together losses and gains i thought we were relationship goals then he cheated it was with one of his Mm. co-workers after that i felt like i failed we went to to different marriage counselors tried to say that cheating is common and can be worked through but i couldn't handle it now we're in the process of divorcing my eyes have been opened i see so many husbands on facebook commenting (laughs) on pics or poking women I receive messages from my currently married exes. It's just too much. So as of now, I do not believe that there's such a thing as a good marriage. Nine to nine out of ten, somebody in that marriage gets bored, acts inappropriately behind the other's back. 
I could have worked everything else out, but not adultery. The process of going through a divorce is extremely embarrassing and shameful, especially because we had a huge wedding. And now Uh, only five years later, it's over. uh, So that was her part one. mm -hmm. But then she said on the flip side, which is why I loved her comment because she gave us perspective. She said, my cousin was with a guy for eight years. They lived together, split the bills, had three kids. Didn't get married. He unfortunately died in a car accident. Mm. My cousin was the first person at the hospital. His parents came after and put her out of the room. Jesus Christ. So the family, in quotations, could grieve. She had no say in his funeral arrangements or what went in the obituary. He didn't have a will, so his mom set up some type of trust for the kids, but she got nothing. So not only did she have to deal with the death of her mate, she was left scrambling financially. And his mom told her to her face, if he wanted you to be a part of this, he would have married you. Wow. And this is after eight years and three kids. Wow. So that. (laughs) I'm not always down with disrespecting somebody mama. But that would have been the day <laughs> that mean, she would have learned something. But that says a lot. It and does. that's where the legalities of it, I can understand. And that right. scenario is so common amongst gay couples. Mm-hmm. That should have right. niggas be in relationships for 30 years, And then dog. their families are like, I didn't... The I family didn't, that didn't even talk to them and shit right. will come in and Get be like, decide. yeah, well, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't with that shit no way. So we burying him in this church in his hometown. We ignoring everybody that was a part of his new life, including right. you. Can you imagine that kind of devastation? I can't. Mm-hmm. On so, top of grieving. Yeah, so, whew, shit. Yeah, so that to me was a great comment because she gave us her side of how she... Right now, she's in a space that's limited because of her experiences. But then her cousin needed showed, that protection. Yes, yeah. but then it shows how marriage, not being married, I should say, actually worked against her cousin's life. Yeah. So interesting to see both sides. Yeah. So maybe it's important then when you don't want to get married to work out some sort of legal agreement. Exactly. You know, well said. for your future. Exactly. Like, to that work some, still keep each other protected paper. even Absolutely. if you don't want to necessarily get married. Absolutely. Yeah. Just I, take care of your business, It's dog. something to think about. Yeah. And, and then you know what? That's exactly what I was trying to get at when I was saying the whole thing about gay marriage before. Like instead of calling it marriage, like we it couldn't come up something. with something else like for gays and it's just like this is our type of agreement that we have since y'all don't want us to be in on marriage. But now that we have gay marriage, like why the fuck not but <laughs> like it just sucks that anybody has to deal with that in any sort of arena whether it be after so many heterosexual years. gays and then how's it going to change when transgender folk come in i hope i said that <clears throat> properly don't catch me <laughs> or actually if you caught me <clears throat> slipping please educate me on the proper terminology without all of your articles it right. depends on the day dog. <laughs> it depends on the day for me no like, i'm just saying i, I look I some am days all about, i can handle it some days i can't handle nobody telling me nothing and i get <laughs> it it's, it's really just different strokes for different folks i'm at a point to where i like to learn and I think that's why um, and not to say that I just did not like to learn but you know some people just be slapping shit in your face and you're like don't do it like that so that's why I told y'all y'all can do it just (laughs) don't do it well to me I mean you can do whatever the fuck you want clearly (laughs) But if you do it to me, I respond better without your little links and things. Your little links. No you shade are to so those who mean. Ready <laughs> for Petty links. 2016. Just because, you know, sometimes <laughs> people do that to be educational. And I applaud you if that is why you do it. But then sometimes it feels like an attack. An attack. Like it feels a like personal you, you could have just put one good article, but instead you put like five or six articles. <laughs> like it's like, OK, girl. <laughs> but I you. felt that way about a lot of the comments, um, mainly on Twitter. I was seeing a lot of the wives we're ranting and really angry about our personal opinions on marriage. And I really couldn't connect with the anger because yeah. I'm like, are you mad because we called you out? 
did we make you uncomfortable with the fact that what we said is actually why you got married right. <laughs> and you didn't like hearing it? So it triggered anger. Yeah. And your only reaction to that, instead of dissecting why you feel that way, was to attack us. Because a lot of married women had some beautiful messages that made me be like, damn, yeah. maybe I am jaded. Because there were women like, yo, my husband and I love each other. Yes, it's hard. I'm not going to act like it's not work. But let me tell you, he's my best friend. There's no greater feeling than coming home to someone yeah. that you know has your back. Like going through things, um, celebrating wins together. Like they made it so beautiful. And the way they calmly expressed it to me, not to say you're fucking wrong in what you think, but more so to say, listen, there's a lot of beauty out there that I feel bad you can't see. That's and I'd right. rather connect to that school of mm -hmm. thought than someone telling me I'm stupid for See, thinking what I feel. I like that, though, because if you, you know, y'all that are listening, if y'all really want to bring it full circle, it took us to say some of the things that we've said for some of these experiences to come back to us. So we can be like, oh, you know, because after someone came and beautifully said to Fran, like, oh, you know, this love made my life even better. Yeah, like you're Fran might look up. at it and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, because now I'm like... Thank you for... Two more percent on top of me possibly getting married. <laughs> Two more percent. On even though you had probably, what, a 12, 13? No, but remember no, in that... <laughs> no, you didn't. Remember in that episode we said about not feeling bad for expressing your blessings and your greatness as a person mm. because then it gives someone who's watching you mm -hmm. permission to do the same. I feel the same way. If you're in an awesome marriage, be an example of that for those of us who don't think it exists. Or, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish the word. <laughs> ready for I, Petty I 2016. Saw ready. <laughs> go ahead. Or just keep it to yourself, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so happy. I swear to God, like, I'm so happy for everybody being happy. I'm so happy that everybody has that closeness and shit. But honestly, like, baby girl, everything you name it, I can have without the drama of a like, marriage license. Ooh. Without the drama of a mother-in-law. Because people mamas be fucked up sometimes. And that's where they get their shit from. No I can have all that without True. that soul. Why you think you let me know that this beauty exists that I don't see? How you know I'm not doing okay? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm even missing <laughs> out on anything. True. It's completely fine for you to want to be married and for me to want to not be and married. But right. still be open to being married because they completely ignored that part of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? How dare you? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, and all of us said, unless I was like, I have to listen back because I felt like all of us said we're not into it, but if the inspiration hits, that'd be cool. You know, I even said, open to it. I even said, I think Chelsea Lately kind of was opening my eyes to some things a little bit. I was like, Yeah, Chelsea Lately's Netflix doc was definitely dope. Yo, I just don't want to see her ass naked no more. She looked like a mother. <laughs> nah, she she's not naked. naked. Luckily, she wasn't. Thank God, she I looked like a tongue depressor. She was like that oh. thing, and they'd be like, Ah, like that's literally oh, what Chelsea Handler. Nobody wants. Who would want to see Chelsea Handler naked? No, goodbye. She loves being naked. Goodbye. God, I don't want to talk about her naked. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. That was all. She you looked get. like what's that? Uh, actor's uh, name uh, Kevin Bacon she looked like Kevin Bacon <laughs> in the face that's who Chelsea Handler looked like in the face <laughs> she do she can't she look like Kevin Bacon dog somebody else go I'm not I'm out <laughs> you oh you want some more who else does she look like so Let this me see. week oh, on okay. the show so <laughs> let's okay. get to the hot button Bob Barker hot. she looked like Bob Barker no. a little bit in the face okay. so this week <laughs> yes today on the internet which will be yesterday for, uh, by the time damn. this releases I forgot I don't want to talk about this either yes you do I mean I do but Talking I don't partying down the hall <laughs> <laughs> so today on the internet the, the big hot button story was Kehlani 
Um, actually, Dustin, you give us the pop culture <sighs> rundown for those who may not be on Twitter and have no idea what I happened. I have no idea. I clicked or around. Or even who Kaylani is. And then I'll go into what we are going to pull from it today. Okay, so there's this girl named Kaylani. If you don't know her, she's a singer. Um, she's had a couple of, I think, independent projects and mixtapes that have been kind of successful. Yeah, she's still new. So she's got like a cult following a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been described as like a dirty Zendaya. Like that's what, what somebody that's what someone yeah. Somebody, I promise you like okay. today on Twitter, let me I'm like telling that. the people who she is. <laughs> today on Twitter somebody said who, I know who she is. The joke was somebody was like who is who is Kalani? Because no. a lot of people were saying they didn't even know who the hell she I was. And so somebody like said that. I got a tweet sent tagging me in to see <laughs> that someone else has said a dirty Zendaya and so I was like oh my god it kind of if you don't look at the word dirty no. as like negative it, you can see it but anyway so okay so Zendaya is it, <laughs> so listen it. so Kaylani no. is a singer who what? listen Kaylani <laughs> is a singer who I mean I, there's really no more explanation <laughs> I can offer Go like, on. so continue Kaylani is a singer who um, she's like kind of mysterious <laughs> tattooed up racially ambiguous a little bit but definitely urban um, and she was dating Party Next Door, who's a rapper, songwriter, producer um, that's worked with a lot of people that you know and love. They were in a relationship. They broke up. She moved on to Kyrie Irving, who was a basketball player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they were together. Um, there was talk about marriage or the possibility of a marriage. So they were like this new couple, very visible. Well, out the blue. Very mushy. Very mushy, very public, very PDA. Um, so... Yeah. We out the blue, we get an Instagram post from Party Next Door, and there's a, there's two people holding hands in the picture. All you see is their hands in bed. Yeah, in bed, and it's their hands, and you see tattoos on the hand that are clearly identifiable as Kalani, and it's from his Instagram account, so you know it's him. And he says all those shenanigans, and the R&B singer still ended up right back in my bed. Wow. So then there's this huge uproar and reaction from everybody on Instagram and Twitter calling Kehlani all kinds of sluts. She ain't shit, you know. Shout out to Twitter. You know, all these things, Shout right? Shout out to Twitter. I was there for the shenanigans part, and that was it. Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris Brown even tweeted oh, saying, boy. you know, God. y'all talk about how niggas ain't shit every day. Y'all know y'all gonna let us have our bitches ain't shit moment. Oh, wow. Chris Brown even tweeted that. Well, did he really? Of course, yeah. of course he did. Here's where it gets real. Here's where God, it gets real. I hate him. Right? Or he maybe he didn't tweet that. Maybe somebody just said and he tweeted that. I don't know. Stupid. But anyway, <laughs> so here's where it gets real. So then we see, so Kelani deletes her Instagram post, her uh-huh. Instagram account, period, right? She resurfaces with a picture of her in a hospital saying that she almost was out of here, but, you know, her life was saved, whatever. So basically saying that she made she attempted suicide. Then she Instagrams another picture of her in the hospital bed, and leaning over the rail, you see party next door, and she captions the picture, you saved my life. <laughs> Thank you for saving my life, or you saved my life, something that like that. so fucked up. Yeah, so that's the, that's the story. Them and niggas so, think they are like black cruel intentions or some shit like that. That's <laughs> fucked That's up. the story, like, and so, so there's been a huge and uproar, a huge backlash. Meanwhile, her boyfriend's backlash. at home like, wait. Yeah. Wait. So that's what happened. And so then finally, Kelani responded to everything saying that nobody was hurt in this process and that, contrary to what you believe, everybody involved is happy 
And um, yeah, so basically saying that, basically get the fuck out of my business. We all good over here, which is obviously lies because you try you attempted suicide, dog. Right. So like something something is uncomfortable for you. Right. And so yeah, so there so, you have it. With that story being said, <laughs> Sante looks okay. Well, where like, do you want me what? to start? What's the question? Because I have to I'm mention. Pose I, it. Please pose it to me because I, there's too many different things to comment on. So, so I this stay is on. the question I had because okay. I saw the I saw a lot of people debating whether her suicide attempt was real or kind of mm. trying to invalidate her, her um, mental illness or her feelings. And, and the argument was basically, how suicidal can you be if you're posting it on Instagram, editing it, deactivating, reposting? So my question for those of you listening and as the hot button today is, does posting... Your suicide attempt or even mental illness or your depression or what things that you're going through, whatever the range may be, does it become lessened, the the gravity of it? Or Mm. even does it invalidate what you're actually going through because you are posting it and sharing it on mental, on mental, I'll say mental media. Wow. <laughs> That's what it is. I wish the media was mental. <laughs> That's what we should start calling right? it. Mental, mental media. media. My bad. On social media. So let's have at it. What do you guys think? Okay, so let me start with this. I, I'm glad you did not ask me. I knew you were not, luckily for this type of show, if I believe her or not, because I don't know. I don't know enough about the young lady. I've listened to her music. I've had the first mixtape. So in my mind, in my kind, you know, even though I'm shady, in my kind mind, I want to say she could have easily had suicidal thoughts and just been living with them. Like when you're in music and you have to deal with dating whomever you're dating on top of doing your work and then having to deal with fans and, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, you're kind of obligated to be on social media in some form anyway. I'm obligated to go to work to pay my bills. So if I'm walking around and anyone that's dealt with suicidal thoughts, you think that whenever, it's not like you just have a moment in time or maybe it just lasts for a period of time where you're thinking about suicide. But I don't think posting on social media should take away from that. I do say that if you post in... Now, I should ask, what is she posting on social media or what links the, I know we just said it, what links the, the, the post to the suicide? The suicidal well, the fact that she, she was post- in the hospital. Yeah, she posted her arm with an IV in it saying, you know, like, I like basically saying that, I, I was oh, considering committing suicide. That's what was on the post. And then post. she was like, bye Instagram. And that's when she deactivated. But it was of her hands with an IV in the hospital, like in the hospital bed. So she was... Uh, making it seem like she had already attempted it. And, yes. that, and now right. she was posting it. But now she it. was in the hospital and posting a caption about it. I mean, August Alcina, you know, posted from the hospital. Not that that was a, the best idea, but, you know, I think that people... But do you think that means that she, how, like, how suicidal could not, you be if you had time age. for an Instagram post? Not in today's age. People will fucking uh, tweet funerals and shit now. And I not know, to say that they're the ones dying, but, like, if you don't... Out. If you can't separate certain things, like, you know, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate in other realms, like, I think even for self, you might say, yeah, I want to kill myself. But then you're still thinking of your other shit going on. And the timing is fairly convenient. I will say that. But whenever it comes to really emotional, mental things like that, I I never want to take anything away from people. And I don't really know or no shade care about Kalani to be in her business like that. And I think that's a lot of what it has to do with because sometimes people feel like like Kalani may not have felt like you know she was important enough for people to be in her business on top of dealing with her other shit 
And then everybody comes their way and like, oh, bitch, you trifling. And it's like, <laughs> no, I, y'all don't know what's going on. And it could have very well been the shit that she's already trying to deal with on top of everybody and their mama jumping in the business. Because she could be, you know, she maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe her and Party been getting it on and Kyrie got his own thing in the back end and they talk like niggas. You know, there are, are real, real relationships where people do do that. I've seen it and I wish I was in one. But <laughs> <laughs> but what about just generally? Like, even not even having to do yeah, with her. It, just anybody in general. People if, we if know, somebody, like friends, family. <clears throat> if somebody that I knew posted on social media, and I, I do know people that are dealing with mental health issues, I may not, you know, be in a position to reach out or things like that, but I never, like, I always look at those posts and say to myself, like, damn, like, you know, this person's really going through some shit. Because I know for me, I really, even though I have sisters, like, I still kind of have only child syndrome in my head sometimes. Like, whenever I have to deal with shit emotionally on the front, I just always do it on my own. But there are some people in certain arenas, like, even look at people that update their Facebook every day when it's something going on with a man or woman, you know? There are just these places where people feel like they can or should vent, and maybe Kalani thought for a second that if she told y'all what was really going on, something might have happened. Then it just looked like a bad idea altogether and deleted the shit. Or she just did whatever. But right, I feel like if, it, like, friend, if you were posting, <laughs> I, I can't even use your example. You, because we know. But, like, that's how, <laughs> like, if it was somebody that I wasn't really close to and they posted some shit, I would still think, like, I would believe them. Right. Because people don't really joke about suicide unless they're or shit unless they're they want something like whether it be some sort of attention of some sort. And she's got plenty of that already just in the wrong light. So I don't think it was an Olivia Pope. (laughs) Olivia Pope. What do you think, Dustin? I think it's a generational issue, right? I think that social media and being on the Internet engaging with people is something that started out as something recreational for people in our age group. Mm -hmm. So we see posts like that and we think, well, damn. It's something that's more serious in nature than social media from our perspective. But Kalani is only, I believe, 21, 22, 23. She's, she's 20. Oh, she's 20. Mm. So for her. This is her. It's so all talking she about knows. me, too. Yeah. Look, when he said that, I'm like, oh, I'm not in this part. But I'm like, damn, she's only 20. Like, I am kind of part of Yeah. It. Okay, yeah. So for her, being 20 years old, this is something that's been a part of her life ever since she can remember. Mm-hmm. So she may be okay with with i guess you know equating the seriousness of a suicide attempt with an instagram post for her it's a it is a release it's something it's her way of expressing herself it's another form of communication so even though you and i or someone from our generation may look at that shit and be like why in the fuck is this whole instagramming from damn near the other, she was about to be Adele singing Hello from the Other Side, but, oh, you know, Lord. God blocked it or whatever. Not so Adele, now, she's still with us. You luckily. know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And luckily Kalani is too. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, so she, we're thinking, like, you know, if I had, to, uh, you know, gotten a rebound like that, I would be like, fuck Instagram. <laughs> like, I'm about to call and make right with everybody. <laughs> like, right. it's my second chance, dog. But for her... She had that same happiness and celebratory nature, but she just expressed it through Instagram. You know, you got to be careful with this kind of shit. You got to keep up with the times. I'm a person. I don't mind getting older. I love the wisdom that I gain, but I am not and never will be old. So when it comes (laughs) to my perspective and the way I look at shit, I'm completely open to seeing it from the perspective, in this case, of who's involved. She's a 20-year-old girl. Now, is my old ass going to, you know almost take out of here and then make a U-turn and then get on Instagram? No. Right. But she did it. Right. And, and you her, understand why. I understand why. Right. So. And that makes, that actually is a point that I saw earlier today too and I was like, that makes 
absolute sense. Mm-hmm. That is a generational thing because that's all the, these kids know. It's the generation of oversharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, that's just what everyone does with you know every what? part of their life. And you're right because I, now that I think about it, I don't ever hear parents say today, like you're talking too much, because <laughs> you remember when you're like I remember when my mom told me she was like you are talking too much. You don't when we go in here, don't say nothing. Like your parents always told you, so like you always think. Well, I always think to myself like let me keep a little for myself. But then there are people like let me put all of it out there, and so it's like hmm, okay, just connected a dot for me. Maybe I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I mean I totally agree with you, but here's my concern with it. Mm-hmm. While I can understand that. A, it's a generational thing, so they're just accustomed to it. And B, it's an outlet for some people. Some people don't have someone to talk to. Their their tweets can actually be their way of expressing. We know she had a couple, though, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We know she had at least two people to talk to. Go ahead. So obviously, one thing I know, and I'm saying this as a disclaimer, I can't police what makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's number one. If it makes you feel better, do it. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's I'm putting that out there before I state my opinion. Go ahead. But my concern is no one really cares on social media. Mm. So you're talking to people who are strangers, really. Mm-hmm about something that is life or death at this point. Literally. And I know people who will just scroll right past that. Or they'll read it, maybe give you an emoji sign with the prayer hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, no serious call to action is made. Right. And so that's my concern. Mm -hmm. Because that's a serious need. And it's also what worries me is because we are in a generation of oversharing, a lot of people look externally for help, which is important because sometimes if you don't have the tools, you need external help. Exactly. And that's something that we don't talk about enough. Mm. But is social media the external help nope. that actually is going to help you? I like where you're going. You know what I mean? So that's why I get a little bit worried because, like I said, I'm not policing your venting. You need it if you need to vent. I think, especially in the black community, we don't vent enough. Hello? We don't even You're ask right. for help You're because right. our parents tell us to internalize everything. So that's why I'm cautious right now. I'm kind of walking on eggshells because I don't want it to seem like I'm like, keep it to yourself. Right. <laughs> but my concern is it's how resonating. helpful is social media for mental illness when A, most people are trolling. B, most people will screenshot it, put it on a blog, make fun of you. C, like, I don't know how helpful it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried that it's going to trigger you further for someone to be like, kill yourself. And they, and it opens the door for that. And it opens the yeah, door for absolutely. that because that is what social media is. So that's where I get a little bit eh, when it comes to venting about such um, sensitive and fragile and delicate things like that. Like I've seen people on Facebook, like just last week, a girl's, uh, her daughter was killed. I think it was like a drive-by, unfortunately. Her three-year-old daughter in, mm. in um, Charlotte, I believe, North Carolina. She was posting pictures of her daughter and talking about it and had no comments. Lord Jesus. And, and this did something to my heart. I didn't follow her, but a friend of mine was showing it to me. And she just kept posting. It had about a bunch of likes. But I was like, oh, this is killing me because she needs help. Right. Like, when you... One thing I've learned, and it's why I do the, like, wellness segment... The importance of self-care 
is to build the processes yourself that you know you can almost be a sovereign being in the sense that you know, okay, I feel bad about this. This is what I know I need to do. Or you know what help to get when it gets to that point, whether it's a therapist, someone you can call. You know what I mean? Like those are the processes you have to put into place for those delicate moments. And I don't know that a tweet is going to give you the help that you need. Right. Because Kehlani, for example... Okay, so she posted the Instagram. I'm sure there were a bunch of crazy messages and right. trolls. And why didn't you kill yourself? You should have gone through with it. Your music sucks. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were nice comments. Like, we love you. Please don't. We love your music. I love you. Maybe some people shared, like, the suicide hotline number. Like, you know the yeah. usual pattern. But what did she do with that after? Right. Did she get off the phone and think, oh, that made me feel better? Right. Probably not. Like, well, now I don't feel like doing this. Right. Oh, I'm not going to do it now. Like, no, because it's not help that goes deeper than just feeling that quick high of a like and a comment. Right. So that's why I get concerned. For sure. I don't know if that made sense. No, it made perfect sense. And there were like a couple of different points because I know you were on the fence. Right. Because I I have to be safe with something like that. So I have to look at both sides. But um, I think that's why it's interesting that she did the post. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe she just did it because she thought she was going to make her situation better by, by saying this is what I was dealing with. But at the same time, it's just like you said, like it, once you do something like that, you really do open those doors for all sorts for of energy opinions and, yeah. and scrutiny. I saw, I even saw people being like this dumb bitch. Like I don't even want to listen to her album no more. You know? So it's just like, I don't know what it's going to do to help her in any way. Right. Like in a real way. Right. You know, cause even if people did offer um, help, via like information that she could use does she really go and tap into social media to get that help you know so well you know maybe in the grand scheme of things like somebody from the label after you know hopefully it was them that deleted the account or whomever somebody reached out and was like girl like you can't be doing that like let's go talk and let's get something going hopefully that is what happened i hope somebody just held her like sometimes you just need like that engagement with another person, like a like hug, real life. a literal hug. Yep. I hope somebody held that girl, man, and just told her, like, baby, you're going to go through a lot more shit like this. It's going to be emotionally taxing. Yeah. And it's never worth you taking your life. And before we go any further, I just want to say that suicide is not funny. It's no laughing matter. And if you have those types of feelings, there's a number that you can call to get some help, no matter where you are, 24 hours, seven days a week. And it's the National Suicide for Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And the number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And the number is one 800 Don't be scared to ask for help. Call that number if you need it. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I I totally agree. And, I, and, you know, I think that's a little bit what worries me about this generation, too, is that they're so tapped into the Internet that they forget about their real life. Yeah. And it's your real life that is actually going to help you in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Cultivating that real life. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard it's a because... a tricky subject. It's hard because a lot of people don't make those small connections. Like, even being at a concert with your favorite artist right in your face and you're holding up the cell phone. Right, you're experiencing it's like you're missing it that through moment. the phone. Like, you could actually touch this person. Like, she's looking into your phone just to, like, just to be like, I'm right here and you just want me on your phone. Right. Cool. So then it's just like we get away or we have this device in front of us. And maybe because of her generation, she's always on the damn phone. Her tweets is blown up and she just Instagrammed that photo. Like, I'm now I'm going to say whatever. But it's just like, girl, 
you're going to learn to take that to the studio and make the next big record. Like, cause I'm, cause no, I'm not trying to make light of this situation, but like artists, we create from pain, so, from everything. And, and this sort of pain, especially from Kalani, like I'm familiar with some of her work. She could do a, a beautiful record, her and party or whomever can do it. is like, hopefully not from this particular situation, but from whatever she's going through that she needs to like express and get out. Hopefully she can turn that into her art somehow. It's true because joy is actually pain management. Mm. Because pain is never not gonna come. Mm. It's just when you figure so appreciate. out, yeah, mm. you figure out how to create that balance for yourself. Appreciate. <laughs> mm. And uh, and one thing I wanted to say too that because um, I saw like I was saying the biggest argument was well she couldn't have been that sad if she had time to edit the caption. No, I actually think. The more someone posts about something so serious, the, the deeper, the deeper the pain is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would For just sure. want to say the better, mm-hmm. right? I think this is another thing we need to think about. The fact that she's posting and shit means that she's still engaging with people. It's almost good to know that she's still alert, active, you know what I mean? And right. able to engage. So that's another benefit, I guess. I'm just trying to look at the benefits because I don't want to just be that nigga that's like, right. That ain't nothing wrong with her ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause right, that's no. how people feel when they when they don't give it a chance or think like, well, maybe for her that was her way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something so sensitive, and you just have to try to respect everything and learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used this. to feel the same way when I would see people in hospital beds. I'd be like, "Girl, how sick could you have been? Right? Yeah. If you had time to pose, yeah. For I Instagram. still feel like that for some people. Some now, people. suicide is one thing. I'm gonna respect you and say, well, maybe. You know what? Maybe you needed that. Right. But if you're in the hospital for... Yeah, but my thing is, if you putting that out there about yourself for the world to read, to me, that's actually a bigger cry for help. Because me, like myself, mm. I don't even post, like, when I'm just regular sad. Right. <laughs> like, you know, when it's just like a light sad day. Mm-hmm. You know, like about regular things, I should say, because obviously there's no regular sad, but about regular everyday things. I don't either because it's a trust issue for me. That is, yeah. that's me at my most vulnerable for, state. Right, I don't me, want nobody le- to take advantage of that. Yeah, and the right. less you see me online, it means either I'm super happy and living or just in a bad space right. and not wanting to put that energy out there. So that's just how I live my life. But obviously... What makes me feel better isn't going to make the next person feel better. So, like I said, I can't police that. But I do think for people saying, well, how could, how sad could she have been? I think she's hella sad because mm-hmm. that's a huge cry for help, especially because she has millions of followers. Yep. You know? And she, you almost have to understand, like, she was willing to put this out there to all those people because it, of how much pain she's in. And it's so hard for me to judge people, or not judge, but even just, like, really dissect what's going on with people in certain arenas because we only get those glimpses of people. So, mm. like I was trying to say earlier, you don't know if Kalani has talked to her other man and and her and Party and they all dapped up or they had threesome or whatever. Like, they just might have whatever and we just don't know. And it's like, now she... We don't she, know her life as a whole. And then for her to just up and throw out, like, up, oh, suicide... You can't just really be like, you have to at some point be like, well, damn, like it takes a lot for a person on a regular ass level to admit that they're dealing with mental health issues, let alone to just say, all right, y'all fucking with me and I'm dealing with suicide. So leave me the hell alone. You know what I, what really had me about the whole situation? What? Like if I, Kyrie, just step, come here for a minute, Kyrie Irving. Let me holler at you for a minute. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How you ain't know? You know what I'm saying? Number one, all the signs was there, dog. When they put up that picture of party in that jersey, All the signs were there. Check it out. He's her ex. What's the nigga name? 
party <laughs> next door. Stop it. <laughs> He's telling you what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Leave her home alone if you want to. But how do she we gonna even be at know the party that next door. was recent? I have no idea. When you're in a relationship, you take pictures like that. I could have been from three years ago. True. No, I think we know because, you know, she, you know. She pushed the button on the elevator. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's how we I think that's how we know. I don't so know. So I'm just saying, like, you know. About no buttons and no I'm elevator. Just, I'm just saying, I think that's how we know it was recent. So you think if the that was trigger. some old shit, she would have just got online and cussed his ass. Oh, you dog ass nigga. But then he was next to the hospital bed. I don't know. Yeah. All of yeah, that, that, that is just so thing. weird. And, and I literally saw something about shenanigans happening on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck is this? So <laughs> then I went back and saw the rest and I was like, I don't care about online like that. You know, heart goes out to her. Listen to the music, but when it comes to people's personal stuff, your art, what you release to me, and what I pay for, is all I really try to care about. Cause I don't wanna know. That's it. <laughs> oh no! Because if, if I'm playing your music, I'm gonna keep it on the low. Like I'm not gonna holler at you and be like, "Why aren't you talking on the news and shit?" And you have, you know, you've given me an album. I just want the album. All right, exactly. Like Chris I Brown. Just I just want the music. Like Chris, Shut the fuck up. Like otherwise. Chris Brown will find every way to fuck his shit up, but still make some bomb ass music. Now, when he starts to do some crazy fuck shit, like, you know, murder or, you know, just some crazy shit, then I'm like, all right, I'm done with Chris Brown. But as for right now, he just needs to learn how to shut up. And I'm going to still support the music And he a says bit. it every month. He's like, I'm going to stop tweeting. Mm-hmm. And then he just doesn't. Oh, I thought you said he's going he to say I fuck up every month. Like, all right, I'm fucking up again. Like, That's yeah, what he might as well say. <laughs> he should. Because actions speak louder than words, goddammit. And he's hollering right now. Chris hey. Brown is hollering. I just hope. That Kalani gets what she needs to get. Yeah, I and hope she gets the help she needs. Her, are her and Party? I saw something about they're doing a a, a project together. Or was oh, that just no. a joke? You thinking about Big Sean and Janae Aiko? Okay, well, oh, yeah, I'm just excited for uh, Party Next Door three because I actually do listen to his music. So he makes great music and low key, like you, like the point you were making earlier, I completely agree with. I'd have paid some of the best music his birth ever, and for so. Sure. This whole love affair scandal, whatever you want to call it, I know is. You better get somebody your ass in better the studio. book some studio time. Okay, okay after we had to I sit here, through, oh, look, I, didn't buy, I didn't buy. I didn't buy this ticket look, to the movies. I didn't want to see none of this show. But the fact it. that I have been forced to, at the least, oh I better get a motherfucking album and look at out Keisha of this. Cole. Okay, and look at Keisha Cole. <laughs> Just name a mess. bunch of people that do some. Y'all know. Oh, so many people. Oh, I got a name. Our list of reparations is very long Mary around this motherfucker, okay? Well, now, you know, we're going to wait a minute. Look, <laughs> no, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, friend, you know, I we a team. She's on, our, she's on our side. No, I was. Now, what I'm saying is a bunch of people that have made that I music through the pain. Mary J delivered, though. You're that's right. what we so saying. You know, you're right, you're right. Right, absolutely. Mary delivered. I'm sorry, y'all know I just... My, I know, you just heard Mary was like, I mean, my pressure. It's my, yeah, you know, I'm like, sorry. Mary J made beautiful... Her and, best music And I'm not saying that she needs to be unhappy to make that music all the time, but she took it and she used it. Like, when as an artist, people tell you all the time to use it. I work in a restaurant, and them, they be disrespecting me when sometimes some shit's wrong. They're like, oh, you you don't have this, you don't have that. Like, damn, did you want to post it on social media for you to believe it? And I, <laughs> True. I, so, so for some people, they might think that, like, because that was one of the first things I thought when I heard about this. I was like, so did she think I'm not going to work tomorrow, so I'm going to post this? But, like, not in a shady way. <laughs> for me, for me, because that's the type of job I work where they like, like, oh, you didn't do this. It's like, this is a doctor's note. I got to show you on the internet, too. <laughs> Granted, I purchased this doctor's note from right. the internet. But no, I'm just kidding. I didn't purchase the doctor's note from the internet. <laughs> right. Um, it's just really, really fucked up. But P you know what? Kaylani. Exactly. Back to the music thing. I just thought about MJB, something. Like, it's, it is important for music to be birthed from pain. If there was not pain music, 
country music would not exist. Look at Adele's album. Tell me I'm lying. No, you're absolutely... There would be no country music True. if music wasn't birthed. Yep. I blues. heard a country song that caused... Um, I don't know if it's called Friend or whatever, but the nigga said, Friend, don't kick her. She's all I got. Wow. They don't get no more. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's that's you, baby. It, my heart. But baby. even the blues. Oh, the that's blues. It. The whole that's genre. It. That's yeah. Bessie Smith had her titties. Queen Latifah titties was oh, all out go. of pain. How I knew Bessie titties was coming. Back to these I knew titties. because Bessie titties, titties was, was birthed from pain and caused pain. I'm just waiting I'm still for the in gifts. pain. Caused pain. I know the gifts They were coming. a pain. Please send those gifts to look at Dustin. I don't ever want to see Bessie's titties. Betty Tissy. Best Betty. Betty Titties. Betty's titties probably Betty's look titties. like fried eggs too. Betty, Bessie's titties look like fried eggs or them cookies. You know them Christmas cookies with that chocolate drop in the middle, and it's like the chocolate melted a little bit. That's what Bessie's look, titties look <laughs> like. If I don't look at them, it makes me feel like I can't. Reese's hear titties. Bessie had Reese's titties. <laughs> Oh right, my goodness, how do you segue? You don't. You push the titties to the left. <laughs> this is come so on what's now. The, so what's the takeaway, you guys? If you need help, get help. Get and if help. you need help, ask for help. And the takeaway for me is that we have to be considerate of what other people's process is. You Absolutely. never know. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not be for us, it may have been just what she needed at that time. And well, that girl said. may still be here because she was able to do that. So True. I just wish her the best. My heart goes out to her and her family and both Kyrie and Party Next Door's families because they both was fucking with her. So whichever one of them, they both deserve some respect right now. And even though it's a scandal and an opportunity for us to crack so many jokes, you know what I'm saying? At the least, let's just acknowledge that they all three, especially her, deserve respect at this time. Amen. Amen. So now that we've acknowledged it, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> just oh, I was about to get ready. I was about to load my money gun. Um, my takeaway is Kalani girl, use it. Use what you got to get what you want. Well, apparently. Well, he did. He did preface that he he. <laughs> I can't laugh yet because I didn't. Apparently, so. yeah. Okay. Um, go no, really take the time as people to just look at choices when they're made because would someone really and somebody would i know you can make yes you sitting at your desk right now yes would someone really just post this this type of thing for just because or like just to scapegoat or whatever sorts of funny shit y'all probably said out there because i have not looked i have literally ducked and dodged all sorts of comments for you oh my I just god keep... there's been so many she had a song where the chorus was saying he likes me because i'm loyal and people oh, were taking no loyal, people, people were taking clips of the video oh, oh, of the chorus and being it. like, "Bitch, you got some explaining to do." You know what I'm saying? Like those wow. are the dead. That that's when you say, "Oh, internet." Well, girl, use it again. He loves me because I'm loyal. Even after the internet scandals, he stayed or I whatever mean, it's, it's, it's going to be. It's still, it still applies because party next door might love her because she's loyal to him. True. Because she did True. rep and post a picture of him by her side, literally at bedside, uh, saying, <laughs> you saved Ooh, my life. That could be a song, By My Side. Mm-hmm, bedside. I imagine over here be composing. Bedside. Look, Kalani, if you and party and y'all want to get in ride. the studio. Oh, I'm going to write the song. Because I'm going to. If the music is good, I'm going to buy it. I, I just want you. with me and he rides till we die. And you know she Kalani, so she got to come in. Because I don't give a fuck the reason why this is my man. And he come in. That's right. I'm going to be right by my bitch side. As we fly. I'm for the fight. I'm so mad And I want my writer's credits, too. Word. Song of the year. Holla at me. I'm going to have a Grammy or Oscar. I'm going to be a motherfucking EGOT. 
around this bitch, y'all. If I have, I'm not all I finish. need is the infrastructure. Like, I can't yeah. finish any thought. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't even remember what I was talking about anymore. You were oh talking about gosh. Kalani and him making music. And then we got in the bedside and I lost where I was going. Kalani, girl, get yourself some help and hopefully come back stronger next year. Don't let people on the internet get in your business and your shit. They're going to do it anyway. So just don't even pick up the phone. Don't even give it to them on Instagram if they don't want it. Give it to them on Snapchat. They got 10 seconds and they can't message you back, girl. Come back and do what you're going to do. Fuck well, every said. And then just for everybody, fuck everybody. Like everybody that should just be the general note for everybody. Fuck everybody. So Kalani, <laughs> fuck everybody. Kyrie, fuck everybody. <laughs> Especially Kyrie. Candy, you know Kyrie's like, fuck what? Everybody. Well, the wellness segment for this week, Boom. I was actually inspired um by a couple of different things. The last week's um, episode with the apps, you guys absolutely love them. One uh, one of you hit me saying that you downloaded the Fujicate app and and tapped every single item in your kitchen <laughs> to, to <laughs> see, which I thought was actually pretty genius. Yeah. yeah, and actually I had an update that I wanted to share because they actually gave me an idea. Remember in the episode where we talked about headaches and migraines and I said that what a migraine does is that the blood is flowing to your head too much. Mm -hmm. So you want to try to figure out a way to get it to flow away from your head and down towards your feet. Masturbation does not work. No, Dustin, it does not. But <laughs> mind but, you, that was an alley oop. I wasn't even passing that to you. I'm glad I was not even looking for the ball. Uh, I wasn't even looking for the ball. I didn't know I was <laughs> for the ball. Um, but I was saying when you're in your office, right. you know, you're not going to be able to soak your feet to redistribute the blood. Right. So someone said well, that they bought a heating pad. Mm-hmm. Genius, genius. So the pain went to their butt. <laughs> No, or the they blood put, went to their butt. They put the heating pad on under the desk, oh, took under off their, their shoes, Got it. and and mm. placed their feet on it while they worked, and they said that their migraine went away. That was smart. Amen. So smart. I was like, wow, I never thought of that. That's absolutely genius. What if so I get thank some of them toe warmers? Oh, you're cute too. So I think that's a really good idea. So thank you for that update. And I'm happy that you guys have been downloading the sleep app. One of you said that you actually combined the passion flower, which I thought was cute. Mm. You said you you tested the sleep app the first night just to see how you were doing. And then the second night you used the passion flower and saw that your sleep improved. So now you know to use the passion flower every night for better sleep. I'm so glad I figured that out. <laughs> I'll be sleeping good in the neighborhood, okay? So I'm just just happy that you guys have been finding the information helpful. So more so along the lines of mental health because the Kehlani story and a lot of other stories have been coming out. I mean, mental health is a really important topic every day, but it sort of got me thinking, how can I tie in mental health with something relatable that we use every day, the way that we use apps and books, because I felt like those are the most popular segments. And then I thought, Netflix. Netflix is something that everyone has. Netflix and chill. Right. It's something we talk about constantly. That's why you got the C on your shirt. For the chill. (laughs) I'm so mad. Because you be chill. Go ahead. (laughs) So I thought, how can I combine you know, a mental health segment that will tie into this um, hot button issue we just covered while still using Netflix, which I'm sure everyone has. Remember I said I was challenging myself to do free. I know Netflix isn't necessarily free. Somebody got to log in. But I'm, a, yeah, I'm assuming most people have it or someone you know has a login. Or, like or, or start your free trial if you have not. Right, or start your free trial. So I actually want to put a pin in this first one because I think it, it would be a good 
um, conversation for us to cover as a whole. But it's going to introduce the wellness segment. So I don't know if those of you have been paying attention. Um, an aide of President Nixon's has recently come out. Well, actually, it's an article, I should say, an interview of his from like 1994, talking about the war on drugs and how it um, basically targeted black men and hippies. And basically anyone who was anti-war and anti-Nixon, obviously they couldn't make it illegal for you to be black or mm. illegal for you to be mm -hmm. anti-war. So they had to create a fear campaign that would target them in ways that would get them out the paint, basically, without them, without anyone understanding that this was an actual campaign created. So that's where this whole war on drugs situation came about. And I actually wanted to read a quick comment, a quick um excerpt from the article where the aide, um, Nixon's aide said, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left, also known as the hippies, and black people. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black people, but, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and mm -hmm. vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. But of it worked. We did. Right. So that really it didn't shock me. I of can't say it did. shocked any of us right. because we knew, but it's something when you feel like you've been targeted and everyone looks at you like, oh, stop pulling the race card. Or you make everything about race, but then you see an aide from the president confirm that this was a campaign created solely to target black people. And that is insane to read and see and on accept paper as reality. and accept as reality, something that is still taking place now in 2016. So when I read that and then obviously the Kehlani story, it just, just got me thinking of all the things surrounding us that attack us on a daily basis and don't even allow us to be in harmony with ourselves because we're just overwhelmed, whether it's the government, the food we eat, the people around us, the Internet. Like, we're so overwhelmed mm -hmm. if you think about it, you know, and if you don't surround yourself with the right things, you can succumb Absolutely. very easily, which is how these mental health issues even start, you know. So I thought, OK, not trying to make light of it obviously by bringing up Netflix but I think if you can find ways to find healing or perspective or anything that would just bring you some feel good as I like to say yeah. if you can find it through Netflix that's great you know what I mean I know there's a lot of shit on Netflix but there are actually a, a lot. lot of gems on Netflix and the first one which this Nixon article actually inspired me was this idea of the government and I wanted to tell you guys to look up House of Cards. Have you guys been watching it? I'm two seasons behind, but... Have you watched it? No, but I'm aware that Frank it Underwood. is literally manna from heaven. And uh, I just didn't know. Right? Yeah. Now, you know what, Frank and Claire? That makes me want to get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes me not want to get married. Yeah, no. No, no but players. this last season that just aired, because I think, what are they, on the fourth season? Uh, yeah, I think so. The fourth season, Damn. the last episode, obviously I'm not going to give you guys spoilers, but when you, you see the know. last, all right, when you see the last episode, it will explain to you exactly how the government works to the point that 
it's almost shocking to me that the government is allowing this show to be a reality because it mirrors it so perfectly, but kind of blowing up their spot too. Right. On things like this and how they create things to manipulate certain communities to get what they need out of it to keep certain communities in check and calculated. I think it's a reality that most people will be like, oh, this is you and your conspiracy theories. No, this Nixon's aid article proves that this shit is real. And I think watching House of Cards will sort of open your mind to not just where your mental health issues are coming on a personal level with maybe your family and friends, but also how the world as a whole is designed to hold you back. And if you aren't aware of that, you can fall into it. But... Like I always say with mental health and the things that I give you guys in the wellness segments, like things to eat, how to take care of yourself, whether it's the baths and the creams and the apps and the shows, this is how you almost create a glitch in that matrix, if that makes sense. And that is what this is all about, how to make that glitch so you do not succumb to how this world was designed. So I want you guys to watch House of Cards. (laughs) I just think it's important. That's the first one. Okay, damn. I'm catch up (laughs) on Game of Thrones too. Go ahead. (laughs) Now the second one, this is a triggering one. It's called Mississippi Damned. And I'll let you guys know right now, this movie is extremely triggering because it deals with sexual abuse in the black family, how we cover up for people, which I'm sure everyone can relate to. Everyone has that uncle that we all know is shady, but nobody wants to talk about it. Or those cousins that people just like, oh, just go to church and pray about it. You know, the things that they've been through. Or maybe you know what you've been through and everyone's telling you to pray about it, not say anything. So it's a movie that covers how if you don't confront those childhood issues, you don't confront what you've been through, how it manifests physically, emotionally, mentally in your life as a whole, because you'll see how their surroundings are affected. You know, the money they make, the jobs they're able to get, just how it like consumes your mind when you don't confront your demons and how people weren't able to fulfill even like any of their goals or highest potential, how some of them didn't even have goals because they were just so stuck in this pain Mm. so i just wanted you guys to watch that (laughs) no you gotta see it like that movie (laughs) i'm terrified it made me cry but i was so thankful that i saw it because i could relate in a lot of ways to a lot of the stuff that was happening but like i said i was thankful that i found the glitch you know what i mean that allowed me to not have to live a life stuck in that pain and actually like break out of it yeah so mississippi damned Like I said, it may trigger you, but hopefully that trigger will become a catalyst for you not wanting to be like the people in the movie. And one of them actually does break out of it, which is great. So I will definitely want you to watch that as a as a way to inspire you, hopefully to confront those things that you've kind of been sweeping under the rug with you and your family. So that's the government. (laughs) That's your personal demons. And then now let's talk about... A funny one. A, fu- a funny one. No, nutrition. Okay, that's important. I think one thing people, you know, find like hippies and eating quinoa and all those things. People are like, oh, you're so annoying with your milk, sh- with your um, green smoothies. And- oh, you spent, you about to say milkshakes. Like, oh, I didn't know that was on the menu now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with your green smoothies and your chlorophyll and your spirulina. But it's like, I'm someone, I always tell you guys, I grew up in the projects. 
if you grew up in the hood, especially in Harlem back in the day, because now it's changing. Yeah. But back in the day, there's very limited shit you could eat. There's the Chinese takeout on the corner, the bodega, the nasty supermarket, you know, so you become a product of your environment, even with what you eat. Mm-hmm. So I think if you don't understand how the government has even calculated what goes into the supermarket in your neighborhood, you don't understand how what you eat actually is part of their program and is contributing to you to you not being able to break into your greatest potential, even through food. The food industry is a business just like every other. So I love Food Inc. You ever seen it? Mm -mm. Oh, I've seen it, but not it. Yeah. Have you seen Mm -mm. it? It's a movie about workers in the food industry. Like it kind of follows different people. It follows like the huge executive CEOs that own, like, the meat, you know, like, the different mm-hmm. meat. But then it goes all the way down to, like, Mexican workers in the factories. Oh, wow. So it shows all the different people that are affected, people that have eaten and gotten sick. And you just see, like, almost like the ecosystem of how these businesses run, all the different players and parts in it. But at the end, when you see, like, the destruction that's being caused and how so many of us are unaware... And this is not to make you paranoid. You know, I never want to do that. But I think you have to be aware. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I know it gets tricky with food because it's like, okay, but I'm a mom with five kids. I can't go to Whole Foods. I mean, I'm single and I can barely go to Whole Foods. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. You know what I mean? I know that it's financially challenging. So I'm not saying it for you to feel guilty if maybe you can only afford certain supermarkets where you're at. But I think you should be informed on what's happening to your body and your health. Because, like, I got sick with my kidney because I didn't know these things. I didn't know about the acidity of Goya products. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they're just things I didn't know because it was just my very limited scope of understanding. Right. And I don't know if I could have avoided it. Maybe I couldn't afford to avoid it. But I would have loved to have known what was going to happen to my body because of my Harlem diet, you know? So definitely watch Food, Inc. It's a movie, but then also watch things like Food Matters. Um, there's a new one called Cooked that shows, like, the the evolution of food and just, like, how it's turned into this, where, it, you know, what it is, like, the yeah. McDonaldization of society kind of. Mm. And so just things like that and just, so definitely watch Cooked and... Well, and f- yeah, Food Matters. That's another really great one. And actually, Leonardo DiCaprio has one called Cowspiracy. Mm. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy. That he funded and produced. Really, really great movie just about... And I know this is going to sound so hippy-dippy, so, but it's it's the truth. And I have nothing against meat eaters. You guys know that. I'm not one of those hardcore vegans that's out there like the animals and posting gifts of animals that are dead. Like I would never attack people (laughs) like that. But one thing about a lot of these um, factories, the way that they slaughter animals and and the animals that are in such pain, you you eat food that was made through pain. And everything has a vibration. I mean, plants you buy have a vibration. So the meat you eat... If the slaughterhouse, you know, is running, I mean, there's no right way to kill an animal. Right. But I think these slaughterhouses, which you'll see in Food Inc. and Food Matters, the way they do it is so intense. And the the animals die in such toxic spaces emotionally. 
And you absorb that when you eat it. That's the vibration of the food. So animals are slaughtered in both of those? In on Food Inc., you'll see it. Yes, that's a good point. It's graphic. So mm. that's another trigger warning, I guess. So I should, I should put out not there. eat while I'm watching. <laughs> no, probably mm, not. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Just as a warning. But like I said, I would never say that so that you don't eat it. But even though there's no right way to kill an animal, there's a right way that they're raised and treated and nourished and then killed as opposed to in a factory with a bunch of cows just being thrown into this chopper. You know what I mean? It's just like there's a way to do it. If you want to buy it from a butcher or a smaller farmer, like there are ways to do it with people that actually treat the animals a certain way. I was going to say with respect, but then I'm like, how respectful are you (laughs) killing them? It's tricky. Yeah. It becomes part of you. (laughs) Right. So that's with nutrition. So that way we have government, we have childhood, you know, demons, we have nutrition. And then the fourth one I wanted you to watch is Black Mirror. Have you ever watched that? Black Mirror. Is that the the, the three shows? And they're all (laughs) different? From the UK? Yeah, and they're all different. And oh, it's four of them now because it was like a Christmas one or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't that even show see that one. That show is fucked up, but I know it's what you're about to say. It's fucked up, but it's so good important because... Important messaging. Very, very important messaging. It ties into our hot button issue even about social media mm-hmm. and how it takes the world that is... Right? I know that the episode, episode you're thinking about. If you have not... I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you have not watched Black Mirror, it is on Netflix. Um, each episode is different, so if you only have time to watch one uh Pick one. or if you, right. But if you watch that first episode first, which you should be doing, just watch the rest of it. Because you might watch, because I almost did not continue after that first episode. But each one is different and they all Because that tackle, first episode was man, like, what the hell? But they all tackle very, very important things to think about. And they give you a lot of shit to go off of, which is yeah. really dope. And I think it ties into this social media Kaylani conversation perfectly. Because the show basically is like... Almost, I can't even really describe how to... It's almost set in like a near future, um, but there are these modern technologies and they really look at people's actions and... Right, it basically shows what our world is going to be like, possibly, but most likely. If we keep going on... (laughs) If we keep going on the track of social media, it shows the absence of emotion. Mm -hmm. It shows what's going to happen to people's brains. It shows how they'll view each other. It shows their connections, how all of this stuff is going to slowly start getting weakened to the point that there's almost like um, an element of humanity that's just going to be erased over time with each generation that comes in. So it's a dissection of what that means, what that looks like. So they create these scenarios and show how the humans in it, how they react, because now they're these different social media people and i just think it's fascinating it's scary yo if you watch black <laughs> but it's mirror fascinating you know i never do this <laughs> shit we should do a twitter chat oh fuck i'm a I, if you watch black mirror i want to i'm interested to see your opinions because Absolutely. so so tweet me i'm not gonna be able to respond to every tweet but i definitely do want to see what you guys are saying about that absolutely so i so definitely watch black mirror and even i've mentioned it before run is another good one because it shows understanding how like not knowing someone's pain like let's say with kehlani we can crack jokes all we want about her but we don't know her life Mm -hmm. for her to be at a point where she's posting an iv maybe she's had a crazy life to the point that something like that is nothing for her right you know what i mean so ron is Mm -hmm. another show that shows four people in their lives 
and just how the things that have happened to them turn them into who they are now and how people around them judge them solely for who they are now without knowing these backstories. But you as the viewer get an insight to the backstories. So then you feel for how they're being treated, even though the people around them just view them as assholes. Because they don't know. But that sounds really good. It's amazing because it. it makes you start thinking like, oh, all these people that I know that are assholes, like maybe I need to look further, you know, look past how they're acting and try to understand why they're like that now. So I think it's just a good human study on compassion and perspective. And like they say, you can't judge a book by its cover. And most people you know that are the assholes or are mean online. That's why I always say when someone's mean to me online or talking about me, I can't even... Take it personal because all it makes me wonder is I hope you're okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because you have to be in a bad space to spend your life for it. Like, your life source. You're here to create shit and to be great, but you're spending it talking about me or talking about someone else. It's such a waste of your time and your life. You know what I mean? So I always just feel bad for people like that. And I think a show like this really shows you, like, the human need. You know, and being and trying to see past those things. Mm. So the, definitely check out Black Mirror and Run. You guys know I love perspective. That's mm. like my favorite mm. study of humans. And then lastly, <laughs> I think self-esteem is one thing that even with the government, sorry to sound all conspiracy theory-ish, but they know how to attack the black community's self-esteem. That's so right. we grew up seeing... You know, like the Nixon aide said, they knew how to put us on the evening news looking like thugs and drug dealers and pimps and killers and all these things to make us feel like, wow, this is all we're worth. So I think you should watch something like the Black Power mixtape. Oh, absolutely. Did you watch that? And I think studies like that remind you of who we actually are as a people and what we're capable of and what our actual history is. What our, I was right. going to say it. Not what the government right. has created of us or tried to show us or even the history books, because, you know, there's a lot of erasure in those books. They have totally rewritten it because, like they say, the victorious will always be the one to write the history so they're the ones that, with the advantage. They're always going to make themselves look good, right? But they are not going to highlight us. So it's important to view things that highlight you because that's what will remind you of what you're here for, what you're capable of. And you have to look past people that are trying to convince you otherwise. And I love the Black Power yeah. mixtape. I mean, just the name. Yep. It breaks down all these amazing Black icons that have changed the world um it even breaks down the black panthers who recently with the beyonce show have gotten such a bad rap because people view them as like the black kkk the black, yeah the and it's black panther party like, right? <laughs> like, it's like they were out here killing people yeah so it gives you even some history and background on who they actually were and what their intentions were yeah and even just how the government got in the way of a lot of initiatives that we as a community were creating to empower ourselves and they were really troubled by this yeah. empowerment, you know, Even so with the kids and shit. With the kids and the Yo. meal programs. So the self-esteem is how we will rebuild ourselves as a community. So I think watching things like this, if you're a creator, if you're someone who, you know, uh, loves research, put this information out. Make these movies, make these docs. Like, let's get our real stories created by us for us out there. And I don't even know, I hate that I don't know who directed it or produced it, but I'm thankful that they did because I found it by accident. It was actually just the fro in the cover oh, yeah. <laughs> that and made me 
quick it. And I think it's on PBS website too if you don't got Netflix. Oh, dope. So you need to watch that. Yeah, so definitely look that up because I think that's a good way to end this segment with some self-esteem, some confidence. Yeah. So I think that's a well-rounded Netflix arsenal just... You know, it's gonna be a little bit of digging, a Look, little bit of conspiracy theory, a little friend, bit you're of the food. Glitch. <laughs> you you found your glitch and then you became the glitch. You are the plug. No, but that's real to me. Like there there has been a matrix that has been created. Yeah. And it's our job to be the glitch. So I hope this helps you find that glitch. Cause we are not gonna be a part of this fucking matrix. Yeah. So that's that. That's the segment for this week. I hope you guys found it helpful. And now we are going to oh and actually if you have documentaries or movies or shows, whatever you feel we need to be watching, please share it in the comments on SoundCloud so that we can share the wealth of what our communities need to be watching and also on Twitter because I'll definitely retweet all of that and share the wealth. We're going to take a short break here to say what's up to our sponsors, a.k.a. Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for men with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. In case you didn't know, up to 80% of black men and women struggle with razor bumps and up to 30% of all men and women encounter razor bumps altogether. So if you have not, please log on to GetBevel.com. Take a look at that beautiful, sleek, sexy razor. Look at them prices. And if you're thinking them prices is something that you could do or if you just don't even look at the price... Check out and do friend zone free for your first month free. And then you can look at the price next month. That is G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com and use the code friend zone free at checkout. Start shaving smarter today at getbevel.com. Bloop. Now back to the show. So, Amen. hit us with that icebreaker for today. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this one's a little bit, you know, about personal style. Cute. So... It's a Tuesday. You're starting your day. You got to throw something on. Just uh, paint me or paint the audience one of your, like, you know, cool go-to outfits that you feel like is a good... Actually, just your favorite one. Like, I'm going to use my one of my favorite go-to outfits. Like when, a hangout or, like, I'm trying to be cute? You know, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you just got to throw some clothes on. Like, sometimes that's something like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Like, you want to meet up? I'm like, yeah, let's do something. So then I'll go throw something on. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite go-to throw-ons is uh, something like what Samir here has on. You guys can't see him, but Samir just walked in. <laughs> um, you know, just a nice, simple jean, okay? Jean. Yeah, I love some denim. And, you know, before I was doing my transitionary thing, I was all in sweats the entire time. But a good 5'11 black jean pant, in case anyone's, you know, wondering what kind of clothes <laughs> I like to wear. with jean and pant. I love a little hoodie situation, which I probably should not do during the summertime. I'm going to switch back up to the button-ups with the arms rolled up. I didn't do that. And I usually I used to do a, a, a cardigan. No, not a cardigan. Yeah, a cardigan with pockets on both sides. Not a pocket on the breast, though. <laughs> Should I do shoes, too? <laughs> like hard bottoms? Mm. <laughs> now, if I'm thinking summertime, the jeans might be fake capri with like a, a slip-on tan. Ooh, with a with a, a, a hirachi. No, I'm just like, <laughs> you got a hirachi, Capri's and hirachi. No. Bold. Just I'm waiting for Dustin to bust out that um turban you've been talking about. Oh yeah, about. I'm gonna do it. Right? I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I've been watching videos and oh, I it, took what you told me about how to tie it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been practicing, so it's coming. Yeah. Boom. So you're gonna get that that might be a good go to look. So Friend, is that your look? That's that's my look. It's just a nice little jean pantuation, button up, rolled up, cardigan, sarachis. No, not the harachis. <laughs> I actually have like two pairs of sneakers. If you wanna send me some sneakers, feel free. Um, and I normally go with my Roshis now, 
Like those Cute. are like my go-to They're shoes. So comfy. So depending on the type of cardigan or button-up I have and where I'm going, oh, that's a nice little beach look. Fire Island this summer. <laughs> mm. Give me yours though, friend. Um, I'm such a tomboy. Which I've been trying to break out of since like you the ninth though. grade. You and make it look just, so cute. It hasn't been possible. You're just I, so cute with it. Like, <laughs> look at your little sweater today and shit. Like, you always just break something. Did you? Is that a, a guy sweater or a girl's? No, it's oh well, yeah, it's the, from the guy section See? at Urban. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Which I shop at, but um, <laughs> but I I've tried. You know, I I blame Aaliyah. <laughs> Look, I grew up in her era. You wear it just so as well as she does. Right. Or did. RIP. <laughs> I try. Miss you, girl. But I've tried to, you know, because I am getting older. So rocking the Tims and the hoodies. After a while, you got to put it down. But um, I think now what I've found the happy medium is like being a tomboy with a little bit feminine flair. Mm-hmm. So like I'll wear a hoodie and maybe some skinnies or something and then throw on some like heels that work not so much that typical like here my big baggy jeans and some heels like not that look like the way hip-hop dancers like not that look but just i'll find a way to to make it fly like yes i always figure it out yeah and and that's sort of my look i'm sort of like this tomboy bohemian wild-haired girl that always has like a heel and that to me is like my go-to you be having the toes out of course, I of have really course nice feet. I know you do. <laughs> and you should be having them out there just teasing everybody. Right. <laughs> so well, I, I feel like, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of my look. It is kind of your look. You be yeah. going, you be doing some cuter things with it, but I'm yeah, gonna let you be shy for the people. I try to be feminine people. and girly, like wearing dresses, and I can do it because I really like my shape. Like I think it I works like your well. Shape too. Yeah, with dresses. <laughs> Remember in Atlanta. <laughs> anyway, so Bye. I be wearing dresses and heels, and and I feel comfortable, but it's just. I always just want to freaking just throw on some jeans. So I usually go with that. Yeah. But I'm trying my best. I told myself this summer, I was like, Fran, you got to stop wearing jeans. Wear more skirts and dresses. Okay, I'm going to hold you to Maybe that. I say that every summer. It Maybe you said, do you say that? Have you said that to yourself in I past have. summers? <laughs> and okay. I buy skirts. Well, I'm not going to, but you never wear them. No. I don't think I have ever seen you in a skirt. I know. I'm so weird. I no, don't know what it is. Not at all. I'm going to come through your closet and look at your skirts and see what the problem is. <laughs> Dustin, and you know what's the other thing too? Because of my shape, like my butt and my legs, I'm like so thick. I make dresses look a bomb. lot. No, they can look a little cheap when you have a certain body type. I, I see, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Like thin girls can wear like bodycon dresses uh-huh. with a sneaker or a heel and it's like chill but then when women with my shape put it on then you give like a club vibe and it might be daytime it's just like that's not what I was going for so it gets tricky when you have like a big butt and hips and legs damn it's so hard being fine cut it out I don't know girls in my shape know what I'm talking about like we can cheapen an outfit very quickly because <laughs> we get very video hoish. You couldn't cheapen anything in my eyes, friend. <laughs> what about speak, speaking of expensive things? What about you, Dustin? Speaking of expensive things, my go to look actually is very, very inexpensive and cost effective. I prefer to be naked. <laughs> That's when I feel my most powerful. That's when I feel my most focused, my most, most driven, powerful. Um, <laughs> My most, you know, I feel like I am immediately identifiable as <laughs> exceptional and noteworthy. I, am I feel like that's the one so point. I feel like that. when I'm naked, that's the one he time said. when my 
I do. Identifiable Listen, as I think that when I, I think that when I don't have clothes on, did you hear noteworthy? That is when I that was, am <laughs> recognized, you know, unanimously <laughs> as someone who <laughs> is gifted. You know what I mean, and and other. You know what I'm other. saying? So I, I feel most other. powerful then. I guess if we have to have clothing on, oh my um, God. I'm the type of person that there's there's two looks that I feel just gentlemanly and powerful. I Again, know one of them. I, you do. What, I'll let you tell it. What is it, friend? I always see Dustin mm-hmm. like in a cute boot. Yep. He's yeah. a boot man. He I is. am a boot man. And you're like a cute Boot sweater and yep. pea coat man. Yep, yep, I am. That's fall with dusting. like a nice scarf. Yep, that's what I see. Yep, and some cute jeans. Yep, jeans. I enjoy that. I, I'm a part. My if I have to pick a favorite though, something that is just like I want that, and that's you know I, I know that there's no room for me to have any type of insecurity. It's like gray, like Nike sweats. Oh, and like a pair like of Jordans Texas. or a pair of Timberlands, <laughs> yeah, like that. Seriously, <laughs> like that. I, that, that is my go-to. I right. love Jordans. I love a classic Timberland boot, and I love a good gray sweatsuit. It's my literally my favorite thing in the world to wear. But I also have and a don't penchant. forget your cut shirt. Yeah, cut. You know, or none. <laughs> you know, depending on the season, because it really is all season. You can right. like make it summer and make it. You know, because it's actually <laughs> super cute in the summer. Like I'm, I'm wearing like gray sweat shorts with a gray hoodie but like open and a pair of Tim's like it's gonna be so dope in the summer but anyway like you know what I, I feel like? comfortable mm-hmm. that's so New York really 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 fast and random I would like a Dustin action figure not for my own personal enjoyment that's weird oh that's cute but because Dustin like dresses like he could be like just a regular ass black person but like in his own cool urban Dustin way and so like that type of visual to have like a black like Ken doll-ish or answer, like a comic it would just be or Hold on, we'll get to the anime and all that <laughs> stuff in just a second. Let me focus on the doll you right now. You would be a cute comic. He's Thank like, you. I know. His style would be such a cool, like, action. Like, I would buy my son a Dustin action figure. Oh, cute. Just because he looks like he'd be really cool and he's really fashionable <laughs> and like, he cares about how he looks. So it right. really means that he's taking yeah, the time out for those details. Super cute. That's, That's cool. dope. What what's like fancy Dustin? Suits. I love wearing suits. Really? Mm-hmm. Cute. I love wearing suits. I love nothing more than like I mm, ooh, I almost said something damning. <laughs> but <laughs> um one of the things I love about my nine to five is that sometimes I do things and have meetings that require me to dress up and there's no greater feeling than literally walking through New York. And you only know this if you've done it, but walking through New York city during the day, like during lunchtime in a suit in some really good black leather dress shoes, leather sole dress shoes, you know, in a nice tailored suit, there's nothing greater than that feeling Mm, walking down and saying hello to people. You know what I mean? (laughs) And the way you're received, that's a great feeling, especially as a a man of color, because there's just, it's, it's almost honored. And you really, Really do on some real shit though. Like you really do when you're in those moments, you really do think back about like people in history and like back in the '60s when integration was going on and all that shit. And the fact that you're able to do that and get that automatic respect as a man of color in a suit, it really is like a great feeling. So that is one of my favorite things to do. So that's my answer. Mm -hmm. I like. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Dope I'm gonna ass. you girl this summer. We'll see. I'm a, I want to. <laughs> can I come? Can we come skirt shopping with you? Right. We should all go shopping. 
Oh my God, that would actually be really fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I'd be and scared. Look, and I don't like to shop. So for me to say that that would be really fun. You know what, too? Like, I was shopping this week because I have an LA trip this week that I'm, well, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right? And I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I'm finding it harder and harder to shop. Like, I don't find anything that yeah. I like. Yeah. And it's just like, so I go into a million stores and I'm just like, I don't even know what my style is anymore because. You know, you go into stores and they decide what the look of the season is. And, you know, yeah. it, but I, it's like, I don't want to wear this. I don't want to look like that. And then 10 other people on the train wearing it, too. Yeah. Then if you go thrifting, thrifting is cool. It's actually my favorite. Yeah. But it takes so much patience. And like time. If you have to go grab something for an event really quick, thrifting usually doesn't Isn't work that, out. You literally yeah. have to go piece by piece. It has to be a full day of thrifting to really get any gems. So I don't know. I'm finding, to be honest, my style, I like, have kind of been at a loss as of late. Like, I don't even know what to buy anymore I almost I've been wishing like I wish I had money that I could have someone like make stuff for me that I already see in my mind and tailor it like I can't wait to get to that point because these stores just don't I feel like they don't get me. Everything that I want is either online and I don't know, you know, what the size that section too, would be. Yeah, and then it's the trickiness of is it going to fit yeah. right? And then, like, when you're dealing with retail and having to return shit, sometimes they're like, oh, you got that online so you can't return it. And it's like, well, bitch, this don't fit. Or like, and you know, I'm y'all lazy. Decided. I don't return anything. I'm mm-hmm. one of those horrible people. I, I'll get it and it doesn't fit and I'll be like, whatever. And it'll mm-hmm. just sit in my closet. I used to be real lazy like that because I used to be an impulse shopper. Like, I'm I used to just buy the fuck out of shit shopper. and never return anything. So now I'm just like, like, oh, I have to return this. Y'all know I'm going to be back. I didn't even wear it. Like, when, whenever someone's like, store <laughs> I credit. I better about that. When someone's like, store credit, I'm like, I don't give a shit, but you're going to see me tomorrow. I will take your store credit. Because <laughs> I lose receipts, too, and systems still don't track shit on credit cards for whatever reason. Man. But um, this was a long episode. Right? Oh, so shoot. <laughs> do we have time for one? Yeah, one at least. You remember Diddy had that song, Public Enemy Number One. All right, as per usual, each and every week, don't forget to email off your questions, comments, and concerns to thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Please title things appropriately. That really helps me out. I love it when you guys do that. Don't forget the other S in my name. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget just to bother us. I don't give a shit. Which one should I? Should I do the... I'm gonna let Fran pick. We we <laughs> we decide to pre-pick some of the questions before the show, but like do, in do an the, effort, uh, do the, the porn the, one. All right, damn, I have to read this one. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this one it says, "I'm hoping you can help me with the rather embarrassing dilemma I'm currently going through with my boyfriend, who I suspect is no longer sexually attracted to me." Yikes! Yikes! Sorry. My boyfriend and I had a great sex life when we first got together a year ago, but for the past couple of months, the intimacy in our relationship has slowly been dying. When I, try, when I try to initiate a little foreplay, he'll push me away or ask if we can have sex later. Against my better judgment, I snooped through his internet history and discovered that he visits porn sites daily, and the girls he searches for look completely opposite of me. I'm a curvy black woman. who He's into blonde white girls with big butts and Asian porn. When I confronted him about it, he told me that I shouldn't feel any type of way because it's just porn. He also said that I ask for sex at awkward or inconvenient times when he's just not in the mood. I love my boyfriend to death and have no desire to sleep with other people. But at the same time, my physical needs are not being met. He tells me how beautiful and sexy I am all the time, but our lack of sex is saying something totally different. Are there ways I can spice things up without being too aggressive or am I wasting time trying to force sexual chemistry? Sincerely, a fed-up girlfriend. 
Damn. <laughs> All of y'all's faces. Uh, Everybody's like screw face. Look, I'm gonna go, I'm going third. <laughs> Sir Dustin. Okay, I just, you know, I don't think he want to do it to you no more, dog. Like, that's what I think it is. I think that's why he's watching porn with people that look not just not like you, but literally the polar opposite of you. Not only that, anytime somebody tells you that you want to fuck at inopportune times. Yeah, that's long. Like, that's not how we work. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, this is a penis. And it gets us in trouble because we actually adore fucking at inappropriate times right that's when it's the most fun so mm. there's that argument it seems a little weak to me and i just think that you know i don't know if there's i don't necessarily believe that you can that hmm how do i say this without offending anybody like i don't when people say spice up your sex life i don't see how that's possible because you only got one set of private parts <laughs> so like if if we have exhausted our you know if we tired of each other we just tired of each other. You know right. what I'm saying? Ain't no feather gonna change ain't no, that. Yeah, you know, unless we talking about, <laughs> you know, new bodies or new whatever. Because sometimes it's not even an issue of your body. Like, people can have the perfect body, well, what's considered the perfect body, and you just tired of their ass. You know what I'm saying? People can do things, and it can make you lose a sexual desire for them, especially when resentment sets in. So I don't, we don't know anything about their history as a couple or what kind of arguments they've right. had to have this nigga like, yo, I'd rather watch porn and beat my dick than lay up with you next. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So I feel like that's the conversation that they need to have. They need to talk. She needs to be like, look, I hear you. Like, I hear what you are saying to me. How do we fix this? Because I still love you and I still want to be together and I still desire you sexually. So what can we do to reignite that in you? Because that's what I want. When you ask a person something like that and they they respond to you with the truth, then you can move whatever direction is necessary. So that's what I suggest, but be aware and pay attention. He is tired of having sex with you, and right now he does not desire to have sex with you. So let's start that conversation so you can feel desired again. Because to me, and I'm going to cut it off after this, but to me, like, more so than, you know, him not wanting to, her, your sexual needs not being met, when your partner in a relationship is expressing to you that they don't desire you sexually, that is, like, damaging to your ego to your self-esteem your self-image yeah. all that yeah. stuff so let's make sure that you this is self-care you know what i'm saying let's let's take care of you and knock all this gray area out of the middle of y'all and literally have the conversation you need to have so that you can feel wanted again and feel beautiful because that's important too so that's how i feel ask the nigga why you don't want to fuck just put it out there look nigga What's up? You can point down at your private parts and then oh look God. at him and turn both your palms up. Here. Point down at this what you do on a petty on a petty note. Ready here you go. On a petty note. Ready for petty. When he gets home, Ready when he gets petty. home from work, you be standing in that living room butt naked, right? Oh, shit. Point down, then take your palms and turn them up, okay? <laughs> and then take your chest, hit your chest and Wait. go, "What's up?" Oh you know what I'm saying? God, turn no. your palms back up and be like, "What's up?" Why you don't want? Why why you ain't trying to pull up? You know what I'm saying? What's good? <laughs> Ask him like, what's good? You know, I think that's what you should do. Why you not? Trying and that to pull ain't up? even on a petty note. That's on a you know. Why you ain't trying to pull down? <laughs> is what the question is. That's the question. You know what I'm saying? So I that's the conversation that I suggest you have. <laughs> 
I don't know how to add to that. <laughs> look, I look, but before you go, I agree with Dustin. You don't need I, to hear mine anyway. <laughs> Fran, it's your turn. I totally agree with Dustin right. about just putting it out there straight up because, I mean, that's the only way you're going to get a straight answer. But I do have a question for those of you who watch porn. Does, yes. Does your, it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> does what you look up in porn represent a preference or a curiosity? Not, a, not for me. I mean, not even a curiosity. Like, you know, I'm an equal opportunity employee, so I got to watch any and everything anyway. Because <laughs> I wonder, like, when exception. she's saying, like, he only watches white girls and Asians, like, does that mean that you think he prefers that over you? Or maybe that's just a curiosity. That's what he's well, interested in right now. Right now, really? yeah. That's what he's interested in right now. You think that right means now. it's that's mm. his I think that, and the reason I preference. think that is because there's, now, we all know, because everybody watch porn, I don't right. give a damn what anybody says. <laughs> we all know that there is a myriad of, of categories in porn. Ain't right there. so if he is specifically <laughs> targeting right i mean we can mature. really go left right <laughs> mature there's like for, furniture porn anyway like like <laughs> so like furniture if he porn. is specifically seeking out asian and cork and blonde didn't she then specifically you, say yeah, blonde? White blonde so if she's spe- if yeah. he's specifically watching asian and blonde that's because obviously he has a sexual desire to do that that's what he's checking like really for right specifically. now. Yeah, it's certain porn I watch. You know what I'm saying? It's because that's what turns me on and makes me feel like having sex, which is right. the point and, of watching porn. And that's why I was going to say, though, like you might just be catching him what on that it, type Dustin? of week. Is it Ebony? <laughs> well, cause look, cause, cause listen. Now, okay, to be honest, go ahead, cause I was gonna say mine anyway. Well, amateur. Not, I don't like. I don't like studio porn. I like amateur porn, where that's like the real. You know, like, like them, the cell phone videos. You know, that's what I like. The, the flip cam in the, <laughs> the corner. Yep. Like that sort of shit. That's like it razor phone back, yeah. porn. Look, cause look, you know it's real, and you know they're really enjoying it. And <laughs> it it's Damn, natural. I'm sorry, Aunt Robin. My Aunt Robin. I'm sorry, Phyllis. My aunt Aunt Robin and Phyllis listen to this show. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, Aunt Robin. I'm telling my mom not <laughs> to My Aunt Robin to today one. on the phone. Shout out to Aunt Robin. To, and <laughs> one, I would love for her to I come on this show. Talk now. Because if you think that I'm... Aunt Robin's listening. Sorry, Aunt Robin. <laughs> not going to say what If I was you think say. that I'm like... My Aunt Robin is like the most... One of the most entertaining people I have ever <laughs> met in my life. Robin. I put it like that. And I told her that once I like get where I'm going to go in entertainment. Right. I'm going to get her a satellite radio show like called oh, Aunt cute. Robin and she's just going to let loose. I guess that sounds like a it show, does. right? But she Aunt called Robin. me today and told me that she listens to the friend zone while she gets dressed every day. Oh, like she well, told me she's two episodes behind. Yeah, so hopefully this one was too long for <laughs> her. She didn't make I'm it so to sorry. the school. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Aunt Robin. Uh, but yeah, well, amateur though. That's the best. Because <laughs> look, I was going to say maybe she caught him and maybe... I'm not telling you to check a few different times because, you know, Dustin, I told you, Dustin said what you need to hear. But some weeks I'm checking for one thing and then other weeks I'm like, okay, I might want to see this. I even watch like bi porn and like what and straight porn sometimes. But that's, that's where it's at. But that's why I said, is it a preference or a curiosity? Right. Well, you know? well like Dustin was saying, that's definitely going to be a preference. Cause if you, you think it's a bit of both? Just just for that particular week, he's preferred it. The nine. curiosity going to turn into a preference nine times out of ten anyway. Right, because so. he might have seen it one day, and then, you know, he might want to see more on day two or day three. Because, you know, it's not just one video you watch when you watch porn. <laughs> God, where did this conversation just go? We're going to put a pin in it right there. <laughs> right there. True, true. Because, you know. Cause we you, talked about this before. Because I don't do, I, you know, you, you can't just have one. <laughs> Video. Pinkles, why are you over here talking sounding like chips? All right, so 
that's it that's for it. this week's show because we have gone on longer than we ever have. If you made it to this part of the show, you win a gold star just for being here this long. <laughs> and don't be watching no porn after you turn the show off and shit. And too, don't do like. it at work either now. <laughs> Depending the, the on what search, type of job you have. The search for blonde white girls and Asians is about to spike. <laughs> well, if that's what you're into. If you find something good, let somebody not me know. <laughs> Please don't give us porn references yeah, in the comments. Yeah, don't do that. I, I, know I, I know I've told y'all to send me some things today. I was being real, real nice because we, you know, March Madness is almost over for me. But um, it'll but be we, April Fool's if y'all send me something crazy. Oh, it's April soon. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. This was a good one. Yeah, this was a good one. Does anybody have church announcements? Oh, uh, yeah. Nope, I don't have You said any. you're going to be in L.A.? Yep, I'll be in LA. YouTube is flying out black creators from around the world and putting us in one room. Are you having a meet and greet while you're out there? No, I don't have time, honestly. Schedule's oh, kind of... They, yeah, they have us, like, scheduled. Like, it's a whole conference. So yeah. you don't even have time to stop into one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants and have a drink for me? Not sure that I would if I could, yes. but... <laughs> Not even for me? So that's it for this week's show. So well, Dustin, we do, have... do have church announcements. One oh, little small church announcement, Dustin though, and it's one. actually just like yours because I'll be in L.A. this weekend. Oh, um, so be on the lookout. I am going to have an unofficial, not really a meet and greet, but I'm probably just going to tweet where I'm at and tell people to pull up. Oh, you know? cute. So if you're in L.A. and you want to holler at a player, holler at me. I'll be out there and on I business. if I can, I'll sneak by. Yes, you will. <laughs> and I'll be out there on business, but I am going to find a little playtime. My birthday's coming up, and oh, I'm nice. actually going to celebrate with two of my best friends while I'm out there. So it'll be dope. Yeah. So if you're in L.A., you know what I'm saying, pull up. Y'all know what I need when I get there. We ain't even got to say it, you know. So <laughs> pull up, plug me in, you know what I'm saying, and let's have a good time. Well, I'm flying out too this week. No, I'm just playing all jet-setting asses. No, actually, I am flying out this we weekend. We all are. I'm going to Dallas this weekend. I was Yay, like, oh, Dallas. shit. Yeah, I'll be in Dallas. I've never been to Dallas. I've never been either. It'll be my... I think it'll be my first time in Dallas, unless it'll be my second time just being, like, in and out. Because I'll be there for Saturday for the Read Live and then leaving on Sunday. So don't Quick have time trip. to see me. But it, I will be at the Read Live. So if you come, give me a high five. Stop. Do not make a line after their meet and greet. I will not take pictures. Stop Unless it. you give me a dollar. If you give me a dollar or you bring me a treat of some sort of the Green Persuasion, nothing home-baked. Then I might be inclined to take a picture with you. <laughs> with that said, we love you all. Thank you guys so much for listening every week. This is such a great show with some great people. And we're just so happy that you guys are here with us. And that's going to be it for this week. Right? That's it. We will see you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic for those that loved that one last week. <laughs> Bye. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 